Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Caroline, you should tell them about the newest thing that Bloody Happy Hour is doing. A Patreon. It's a Patreon. What is that? Um, that means you're basically like a VIP member and you get you get some perks. You maybe get like merch a little earlier. You get or exclusive merch. Exclusive merch. You could get um first dibs on signing up for a live show. You get episodes with no commercials. You get our video because our video is no longer available on YouTube. It is only on Patreon and The most important to me is you get videos of our live shows, but also bonus episodes each month. But if you're on a Patreon, you're VIP, you're going to get more. Because I always have a lot of details I want to go to. I can law-splain. I might read a book. (laughs) This is also going to be the exclusive place that Dirty Chat is going to go to. In order to hear the full content, it's going to be Patreon. Where do they go again? Patreon.com slash bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. And this is Caroline. And this is your Thirsty Thursday episode. And we're matching. Oh my gosh, we got red shirts. Let me show off my new shirt. It says, not a red flag. Love it, love it, love it. Caroline, you are not a red flag, actually. No, normally not. I'm probably green. All the way green. So, um, I'm excited about my story. My last couple stories I've told, you have known them. Oh. Which means your true crime brain is expanding, and I love it. Yeah, except I was confused with Ed Keen. <laughs> I, so, I am going to Florida for Good. this story. The craziest stories come out of Florida. You know, why is that? Uh, it is still my favorite place to go. Um, and I did not find this one on TikTok. Oh. I was just looking for, I have not found a podcast that I'm loving anymore. Like I used to listen to Something Was Wrong and I used to listen to Morbid, but I kind of fell off of both of them. And I'm trying to find a podcast to binge. Yeah. And I just stumbled on this story. I don't even know what podcast it was. Okay. So then I just listened to some more and watched some more things. And so I got it. And you got inspired. I did. Oh, my. On my own. Because so our listeners you. didn't send some, me shit. Well, sometimes. Thanks for nothing. You know, thanks, guys. I mean, I don't know where they would send it. It could be, it could be on Instagram because there's about 15 unread stuff. Oh. Thanks for nothing, Caroline. Thanks for, I'll take the blame. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, sometimes it is hard to get that inspiration. Uh-huh. And I think on my way over here, I already found my next story. Well, plus sometimes then it's like there's so many cases that are currently going on. I have the issue of that. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I need to focus on one. Do you have a list? Yeah, but then I'm like, eh. I jump over them too. Eh. Okay, so, so send I'm, us your ideas, people. Yeah, because we may. Because we may do them. And Eventually. We'll, we might not. I'm drinking on some, wait, oh, Rancho La Gloria Ranch Water Spicy Mango. Oh, I think I want one of those yeah. next. Tell me when you're ready. I and think it's I'm pretty ready. Good. I kind of don't want this anymore. Yeah, she's drinking an ultra. It's just all I had, and that's really upsetting. As she got mad at somebody for drinking Bud Light, but. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. That was funny. <laughs> okay, so Caroline, had, do you play the lottery? No. Should I? No. Scratch no. off? Just a question. Oh, Any. No. Mm-mm. If you play, would you like do the numbers? Like, did you put in the system? Or yeah, would you yeah, do a yeah. And they do the ball. Uh, Which would well, you prefer? Well, if I was playing the lottery, I would consider that going and do picking the numbers. Okay. Otherwise, if scratch off, I guess that's still a lottery. But I just if I get those in my stocking, then I do it. Okay. If I ch- if I choose one, I'll like I like the scratch off. But oh, okay. we're gonna talk about the lottery okay. and maybe how that can go wrong. I think yes. I you know what? What if you did win a jackpot lottery? What would your very first thing? You win five hundred million. I don't know what even uh-huh. billion dollars. What is your first thing you do? You know, I used to watch Curse of the Lottery, and all of them end in like suicide or death or murder or something. And I used to think, oh, it's because they didn't tithe their money. They didn't give to church, and so it wasn't blessed. Guess what? Every episode did. <clears throat> tie their money <laughs> gave to church and they still ended up dead oh, but no. that would be the first thing i would still do well would and you then tell, give would, you, to, would you announce it and like oh no nobody would know like i'd probably right. still go to work yeah eventually i Maybe would get like, a, i would get a lawyer yeah and i would make him i would make somebody the like what do you call it executive yes or to where if people did find out about it i would not be allowed to give any of it away because it would have to be up to my like attorney oh and then that's going to be the person to steal all your money <laughs> well i would slowly figure out what to do with it then i would <laughs> then i would eventually maybe give some away but yeah. i would definitely go on a vacation yeah yeah there uh-huh. we go i don't know i don't know what i would do and it actually scares me thinking about it. So let's go to Florida and we're going to talk about a guy who wins the lottery. We're going to meet two people. I um, would give some to my family because they've helped me out a lot. Okay. I would hope. <laughs> I would hope. I would hope. Okay, now I'm thinking about all this thing. Don't, let me get out. Bye. Make a list. Things that you would do. Oh, there's a lot of things that I would do. But it, they always still end in tragedy. I know, but why? Because people get greedy, and then it always, it's drugs and alcohol and greed, and money's the root of all evil. But I know. Me. I mean, it is, but it's com- it makes you comfortable. If I want to win, I just don't want to win too, too much. That's why you just keep a little bit, uh, enough that you need, and give the rest to me. Okay. Okay. Thanks. I'm glad we figured that out. Continue on your story, April. Here so, we are. So, let's go to Florida. Let's meet two people. Um... <laughs> The first one, her name, we're in 1999. We're going to meet a girl named Dee Dee Moore. Mm-hmm. And Dee Dee grew up 
not very well off, okay? She didn't have a lot of money, and she was kind of embarrassed about it growing up. So her parents didn't have a great car. When they dropped her off at school, she would make them drop her off, like, a block away from school because she didn't want her friends to see her car. Like, she was that embarrassed, that prideful. Um, The bus is no good. Well, no. In some districts, you don't. If you live close enough to the school, the bus doesn't run. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, um, but also at a young age, she knew that she wanted to become a nurse and she wanted to help people. Oh, no. Red flag to me. That's red flag. That's (laughs) not... Now, actually, when she grew up, she did not become a nurse. She became a CNA. And so she didn't make great money. So she, she... What's a CNA? A certified nurse's assistant. Okay. Okay. So she gives the nurse the... She bad drug to give the patient no <laughs> she like bathes them or oh, like no. wipes them and yeah she does like the dirty work that the nurse uh, doesn't do definitely get paid more <laughs> yes and they don't mm. um and so she def- she got married she had kids but she didn't make a lot of money so she decided that she was going to find other ways to make money because she grew up broke and she didn't want to be broke so she got a job, uh, like a little side hustle, and she sold f- like cell phones and pagers at, remember Alltel and Nextel? They were kind of out mm, before yeah. AT&T and Verizon. So she worked there for a little bit, and they saw that she embezzled $62,000. We're going to call her Dirty DD. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You ever worked with anybody that embezzled money? Uh, yeah, actually. So her job found out about it, and they started. Ga- they accused her of it, and they started gathering information to prove that she did it, so that they can obviously turn her in, right? Yeah. Well, the building burned down. Well, not oh. the building. The office caught on fire. Okay. Just oh, like no. randomly. Oh, no. But not everything in the office, just like the files and the paperwork and oh, no. everything how, that so could how, maybe prove what? that she was oh, no. guilty. How tragic is Yeah. I wonder what started the it fire. It was probably like in the Bible and the burning bush. It was just <laughs> so random. Um, so. None of the equipment burned down, just no, the files, just, just the paperwork. Wow. And so they weren't able to, uh, like, take her to trial or convict no, her or do anything. No so she was just fired. But they ended up having an agreement. This company and Didi agreed that Didi would pay back $25,000 back to the company and they wouldn't press charges against her. Okay. But Dee Dee, being the dirty Dee Dee that she is, <laughs> said, you know what? I'm not going to pay you back. Or I will pay you back. But if you do make me pay you back, I'm going to go on the air and tell everybody that you hire people with HIV knowingly. What? I know. And this is maybe <laughs> when HIV is... No, I mean, this is 99, so it's not even brand new. And so, though it's not true. That is the word. How did. This is the type of person Dee Where did is. she even come up with that? <laughs> she uses <laughs> HIV a lot, actually. <laughs> and so, this company was like, we don't want to de- even deal with her. So, she did not even have to pay back the $25,000. They didn't want to deal with the drama. So, oh she was just fired. Charges. Nope. 
No. Because okay, if she prepped, they expressed charges, on. she was going to go to the news and say that they hired people with HIV. <laughs> I mean, I heard that part, but I still... <laughs> Something shady going on with this company. They don't want to even be in the news. So... Also on her record as an adult, she's gotten in trouble for shoplifting, writing bad checks, tax fraud. Like, she's just... A theft. Just a thief. Thiefery. She is a red flag. She is an absolute red flag. I wore the wrong shirt. After she was fired, of course they got evicted because there's not money coming in. And um, she tried to tell her landlord that she was recently raped and assaulted and that she was dealing with PTSD and that's why she couldn't work. And her landlord said, deuces, get the hell out of here. I do not believe you. And then the next day, the she had had a forty seven thousand dollar Lincoln Navigator. It was about to be repoed. And she was just at her wits end. And so Dee Dee was like, you're not going to take my car. Took my house. You're not going to take my car. So a man in Florida was driving down the road and he saw a woman tied up in a ditch in Florida. And she was dirty. She was crying. Her shirt was torn. Her wrists were tied. And he pulled over and to help her. And she was just screaming, and she said that she was hijacked and she was raped. Oh, no, Sherry Papini? Yeah. Oh, my this, gosh. This is the original. Wow, the OG. She, he got her, put her in his car, took her to the hospital so she can get some help. She got a rape kit, rape kit, and the police came and talked to her. And she told the police that three tattooed-up Mex- Hispanic men hijacked her Lincoln Navigator, gang-raped her, and that they were going to kill her, but the nice one in the back seat spared her life. And they said that they will keep her alive only if she dyed her hair blonde. She okay, was this is a mix with Carly Russell and <laughs> Sherry Papini. <laughs> and, oh, and no. The, uh, oh, no. Why does this attack me every time I do a story? And now a word from our sponsors. All right, if you love smoothies or if you love your protein in the morning, you need to get you a Blend Jets. You can do that if you go into blendjets.com. If you enter the code BHH12, you get a discount. And let me tell you, these things are portable. They are easy to use. They can fit in your cup holder. You can have it at home or you can have it in your office like I do. Right this morning, I had my blueberry banana one mm, with it? some chia seed. It wasn't chunky or anything? It was very smooth. Wow. When I have it in my shaker, it is a little chunky. Oh, so this is wow. a great alternative. I love it. Um it is battery powered, so all you have to do is plug it in every two weeks, and the battery never runs down. Oh, my gosh. I love battery-powered things. Go to Blendjets and order you a Blendjet and get a discount. Thanks, April, for sharing. Did you know you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned the bottle around to actually see what's inside. When I did, I found out many of my favorite creamers contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, dipotassium phosphate, ew, and artificial flavors. 
Laird Superfood all started when big wave surfer Laird Hamilton needed morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. He couldn't find anything in the market that met his ingredient standards, so made himself the ultimate plant-based creamer. Laird Superfood started and launched its first product, Original Superfood Creamer, in 2015. Laird Superfoods contain no artificial flavors, colors, or additives, and no sugars from highly refined corn syrup. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel in to your routine. All layered products are also made of all natural whole food ingredients and they are crafted from the highest quality all natural real food ingredients. Are you ready to feel more energized, focused, and supported? Go to LairdSuperfood.com and add nourishing plant-based foods to fuel you from sunrise to sunset. Use our promo code BOO at checkout to save 15% off your purchase today. I'm your puzzle pal, and I'm going to tell you about my latest obsession, Wongo puzzles. These things are the real deal, folks. They're high quality, handcrafted, and perfect for anyone who loves a good challenge but doesn't want to dedicate their entire kitchen table to puzzles for a week. Trust me, I've been there. <laughs> I might still be there. But I got one of these actually for Christmas. I loved it. I did it, and I was so proud of myself. And they have all these cool designs, and you need to go to wongopuzzles.com and use our discount, BHH. You get 10% off, and I really want to know if you'll order one of these puzzles. How would you think about it? Because it's so fun, and I need to order, like, five. Cure hydration. If you are obsessed with your hydration like I am, this may be something good for you. This is something that is so easy Forget about the Gatorade. That just dehydrates you even more. And if you don't like the taste of coconut water, try Cure Hydration. You can go to my offer link. It is zen, Z-E-N, dot A-I slash B-H-H 20. This is vegan. It's no added sugars. It's just a little packet you could put in your water. Or if you're really smart during happy hour, you could put it into your Tito's. It is just as effective as an IV drip. And it's... If you do not like the taste of water, it's not as boring as water, not as sugary as the sports drink. And if you're an athlete, it'll give you the best performance. Or if you just get brain frog or headaches because you do not stay hydrated. Brain frog? Brain fog. (laughs) The solution is... Cure hydration. So go to that link, enter the code. You can go to my offer link. It is zen, Z-E-N dot A-I slash B-H-H 20. Cure hydration. Um, so the police were like oh my goodness this innocent girl like oh. she's been raped three hispanic oh, no. men so it's on the news sketch of three hispanic men tatted up lincoln navigator this description of the car well a tip comes in and a guy says hey i got this car in my garage some white woman <laughs> paid me 500 bucks to keep it in my garage for the next couple weeks where'd she get that money 500 bucks <laughs> Okay, that, face. that should have been her house payment or her Lincoln Navigator payment. She said, <laughs> "I mean, she stole sixty-two thousand dollars. She better have some money." Oh. So then another guy came forward and said, "I had just gave her a ride, and she was in the back seat, and then she told me to slow down. All of a sudden, she jumped out of my car." <laughs> 
And another guy came forward and said something else. So she had paid three guys this money to help her in this plan, right? But what she was really doing is she reported the car stolen Mm -hmm. to insurance. Insurance was going to pay off the note on the car, so it wasn't going to get repoed anymore, and she was going to have a free and clear title on her Lincoln Navigator. Fraud. Insurance fraud. But the police figured this out. Okay. But after the effect, like after the fact, so she had already been done with it. So she was charged for, in August of 2001, for insurance fraud and for um, making a false report. And Mm. she got one year probation. So here are, she did a major theft, $62,000, nothing happened. Now you did insurance fraud. Nothing happened, basically. Um, and now it's 2002, and she files for bankruptcy because her credit is shot, and she's got all these evictions. She had stolen $600,000 from an elderly couple, took all their assets, like made them liquidate all their assets, and convinced them into starting a company. She had owed landlords a bunch of money. She had owed just all these people a bunch of money. So they filed bankruptcy. She had all these judgments, I guess, taking off of her name. So in 2004, she was able to open up her own LLC business. And it's a medical staffing company. I don't know how this works. I don't either. But how do, you, this how do they jump through these so hoops? unfair. How, if you're that, she's obviously a, I mean, she's dumb, but she's smart. Uh-huh, smart. Yeah. A hustler, uh, yes. but like, you know how to do, get away with stuff and how to work the system. I would be the worst thief. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'd be like, I don't know. Well, this, this is a legit business. So this is yeah. really her, it's legit and she's doing well. And all she does is like staff. If somebody needs a nurse or like a hospice, somebody, she, they call her and she sends them. And she was making like two hundred thousand a year what? in two thousand four doing what? this. Yeah. So great money now, great money then. She had bought a new home because she got free credit, new credit now, and a new car. Wait, how'd she get new credit? Because she, she filed, filed bankruptcy. bankruptcy? Yeah. But I thought you can't do anything for seven years. I did don't you? Know. I, listen, okay, 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 okay. I okay. feel like she's like Elaine Parent. Remember that story? The other Florida one that did numerology? Oh, <laughs> yes. So her husband does divorce her because he gets tired of the fraud. Oh, well, you think? So way to go, husband. Mm-hmm. And two years later, she gets a boyfriend named Shar, and this continues to be her boyfriend. He's young. He moves in with her, and she basically spoils him with all this money that she makes, okay? So there's Dee Dee. Let's keep Dee Dee there. She's in Florida with her new boyfriend. Yeah. Now we're going to meet Abraham, and his story's a little bit different. Okay. His name is Abraham Shakespeare. He grew up in Florida. He grew up like dirt poor, dirt poor. Um, And he dropped out of school in seventh grade. And some say for two reasons. One, because he was illiterate. He still couldn't read or write well in seventh grade. So he most likely had some type of intellectual disability or disability that went undiagnosed. So school was hard for him. Plus, he needed to help contribute to the household because they were so poor. Um, 
And so it just seemed more, it just seemed better for him to not spend all day at home when he could work and bring money into the household. Yeah. So he ended up going to the orange groves and working with his dad and any extra money he would bring in, he would give with his mom, give to his mom to help with food and bills and everything. But that didn't last long because when you're young and when you're poor and when you're impulsive, you do things like steal sometimes. And he wasn't still in like Jordans. He was still in like, mm, my family needs this to like make it through this next week. But he did it like a bunch of times. And so he ended up getting getting um, sent to juvenile mm-hmm. slash some type of reform school yeah. at age 13 for 18 years. Uh, I mean, for until he was 18. So oh. for five years. Sorry. Oh, so now he's in juvenile for five years. And when he gets out, <clears throat> he's even more behind. And now he's 18 and he still can't read or write well. And it's even harder to find a job because oh, now you're an adult. Gosh, yes. And so all he can do is really just find odd jobs around the town and that he gets like paid cash for the day or for the week for. And so the community knows him. He was just um, real nice and real loved. He was hustling, but he was honest hustling. So he wasn't like selling drugs on the street. Um, he was like go to the local barbers and he would like sweep up the hair and they'd give him a couple dollars or he would like take out trash or like mop the floors or clean the bathrooms for a couple dollars here and there. He'd help out the local grocery stores. And so he had his local owners that he would, (coughs) he had his local owners that he would help and they would pay him cash here and there. (coughs) In between this time, he had a kid named Moses. So we got Abraham and we got Moses. I know those names mean nothing to you. I know they in the Bible, girl. (laughs) And him and his baby mama. Many kids. No. What? That's the song. Oh, my Bible song? Yeah. (laughs) I do have a kid's Bible. John. Mine was a New Testament. Okay. Okay. Baby mama was on and off. So she ended up putting him on child support. How's he going to pay child support? I don't know. I guess he has to do extra sweeping and cleaning and bagging. and. He don't. He can't. Like, no, he's, he's going to job. Let me guess. He's going to have to play the lottery. <laughs> he don't. Like, he can't. Like, he's a great dad. He goes and sees his kid every day. He spends all this time with them. And he gives, like, her cash when he can. But he just don't have much to give. So when you're on child support... And you don't pay it, you get put in jail. And so he got put in jail for a while for back child support. Okay? Mm. When he gets out, he's like, ugh. Like, I want to do better. This is not the life that I want. I've got to find a job. I've got to find a job. And he's young. He's still young, but he's older. So he gets a job at a food delivery company. He can't drive. He don't have his driver's license. But he's in a truck. He is the on the passenger seat. There's a driver. So they basically go to these grocery stores and they pick up and deliver whatever the grocery stores need, like produce, food, or whatever. So the driver, he's at work, and the driver that he's running this route with is named Michael Ford. 
okay? And mm-hmm. he's in the passenger seat. And what they do every day is they just make deliveries. Well, on the morning of November 15th, 2006, they stop at a convenience store and before they go to work. Mike goes into the store and he asks Abraham if he wanted anything. Mm-hmm. And Abraham had $5 in his wallet, left his name, and he gives Mike $2. He says, yeah, give me two quick picks. So he oh. gives him $2. Mike buys him two quick pick lottery numbers, brings them back to him. Abraham puts them in his wallet and they work and finish the day, right? Yeah. yeah. Later on that night, because when do they do the naughty numbers? Like at 10 o'clock? Yeah. Abraham finds out that he won $31 million. $31 million. That is life changing for this person that I just described. For anybody. I feel like, especially when you're that, like you have no, no, nothing, uh-huh. no money, then I can see how it can, you can just go crazy. Mm-hmm. But if you're kind of like, I don't know. Rags to riches. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So oh, no. let's see where this goes. Oh, man. So you have two options, right? You either can do the lump sum where they take out talk taxes, everything up front, and you get the lump sum, or you can get the payout over 20 years and they give you like a yearly check or something over 20 years time. So he chose the lump sum and he ended up with like a $17 million check. Yeah. Okay. Out of that, they took out all the child support that he owed and anything else that you might owe, like to the government, they'll take that out. But he was so generous with his money. He paid a $185,000 mortgage for a friend, paid off their mortgage. He paid a $53,000 mortgage for a neighbor. He paid us paid off a $60,000 mortgage for a man he did not even know his last name. He loaned out money to like all those people he would go help, like the grocery guy, the barber guy, the barber need a business loan. Okay, yeah. The grocery store guy, million dollar loan. So he he would loan do like these loans to these people. Like he was totally generous with his money. Um and you to invest that in something like that's gonna make you money. He paid for random people's funerals, like, in the community. Like, tragic people that died, he would, like, pay for their funerals. Yeah. None of this is coming. He's getting nothing back. Out <laughs> uh, he bought homes for, like, people and his family. So, like, he had a cousin and his mom. Cousin and his mom. How are they going to pay the rent? He would get the mortgage in oh, his what? name. So, the house was in his name. And the agreement was they would pay him Instead of paying the mortgage company. Okay. Um, and then after, like, he did all that, finally, like, months later, he bought him a house in a gated community in Lakeland. Um, it was, like, a, about a, close to a million-dollar house. He bought him a BMW in a truck. Um, and then that's it. Like, that's all he really bought himself. He put a million dollars in a trust for his son, Moses. So that he had that when he was an adult. He didn't want to give money to the baby mama. And it's probably gone by the time the son gets old. 
Um, and he got like some annuity like account. So he did invest okay. like some money, like $250,000 in this annuity over here and $250,000 over here. Um, but guess who wanted some of that money? Don't be telling me, Dee Dee. Mike Ford, the driver in the truck. Okay, well, well yeah, it's friend. Not really. They hadn't really been even working well, he together. Well, he gave money to the people he didn't know their last name. Yes, but Mike didn't want it that way. Mike oh. sued. What? Sued Abraham. Because he was he the one that went in the store? Uh-huh. He took Abraham to court. And his story was that he is the one that actually bought the lottery ticket and he put it in his wallet and Abraham must have stole it from him sometime during the day on that route because he knows the numbers that he picked. And he even went to court with a trash bag full of lottery numbers like tickets and he says look i've been playing the lottery ticket since it, the lottery since it came out like bags full of lottery tickets this is how much i play he doesn't play the lottery okay so i was listening to this and i was like oh my god if they got cameras they're gonna see mike buying the lottery yeah. so how do you think this is gonna end like who if it's in court and you got the guy that's purchasing the ticket and you got abraham how do you think the court ruled? I don't even I don't even want to say it. Well, they ruled in Abraham's favor. Oh, yes. I got scared too. Well, okay, cuz I could see how if they had the video, but then like And and you pay with cash, so how can you really it's really right. just one man's it's word over the get, other? Yeah. What happened is he probably had people on his side. Mike more people. told people Mike told people Yeah. I bought this motherfucker a lottery ticket, gave it to him, and he won. So mm. at first he was happy for him, and you know, and then the greed and the jealousy and the resentment came in. So those people testified on the stand and was like, that. he admitted the real story yeah. multiple times to multiple people. So luckily, that didn't go anywhere, even Ooh. though Mike Ford did appeal and tried to take it back to court. That's Where's he getting this money to go to court? I know. He's just putting his own self in a hole. Like, come on. Just being friends with the guy. Maybe he'll give you something. Buy you a cake. So he won the money in 2006, November of 2006. Now it's January of 2007. So by January of 2007, so really quick afterwards, he had already... There was an article posted in the Tribune Herald, Waco Tribune Herald, not really. <laughs> yeah. Sarasota um, about Abraham. And everybody read it because they were like, ooh, what's Abraham been doing? He just won the lottery. It was basically saying that he was not happy, that he thought all these people in his life were his friends. They were just using him for his money. He gave them loans. They never paid on these loans. And that he wishes he never won it. He was better off broke. He was bombarded. People were calling him and texting him and asking him for things every day. And so after this, people felt guilty and they kind of stayed away from him for a while. So think about like the friends that were doing that, which were most of the people in his life. You just move. He, they just kind of like shied away from him for a while they were either oh. guilty or they were embarrassed whatever oh it is gosh. 
By November 20, 2008, he had had another son, his girlfriend, Centoria. They were together for a while, but it didn't last. That fall, now he was really close with his real estate agent named Barbara. Imagine, because, right, he bought a million-dollar house from Mm -hmm. her. Then all these other houses that he bought for other people, he had made Barbara a ton of money. So, obviously, they got a good relationship. Right. Now, Barbara was at a small business conference, okay? Mm -hmm. And she was talking just to some other people at the conference about Abraham. She was just like, I just love his story. It's a rags to riches. And he's not like a greedy person. He's so generous with it. He's not letting the money get to his head. But it's taken a hold of him, right? Guess who just happens to be at this business conference? Dee Dee. Oh, Dee Dee. Oh, no, 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 no. So a lady named Dee Dee Johnson approaches Barbara. Oh, my gosh. And Dee Dee is in a wheelchair. Oh, hell no. (laughs) And... Dee Dee <laughs> said she had just. Wait, did she broke her foot? She got ran into by a dog. No. Did you just make that up? What? <laughs> did that happen to your Dee Dee? Oh. <laughs> okay. No, Dee Dee said that she was just in a, in a car wreck with the Sunfire. A Sunfire. Oh, Pontiac. Ran, a Pontiac oh, Sunfire. No, a Pontiac Sunfire. You need to slow down. <laughs> hit her. And they died, and she suffered life-threatening injuries. And so she had been in a wheelchair for two weeks, okay? And so she was just acting all pitiful at this conference. But never mind her injuries. She rolled up. (laughs) Never mind her injuries. Barbara, I want to know about this Abraham guy. You know, I have a similar story, and I wrote a book about my story, my rags-to-riches story, and I want to write a book about Abraham. Would you mind linking us up? I wrote a book about my story. I'm like, yeah, I wrote my own book about, story. what's that called, a biography? I wrote a biography about my <laughs> fraud endeavors. So similar. <laughs> and so Barbara's ass didn't think anything was sus about this. Barbara. And so Barbara was like, well, podcast. Let, me talk, let me talk to Abraham. You know, Abraham's so lonely. And so Abraham was like, yeah, sure, I'll meet with them. So they meet a week later. Was she walking by then? Baby, uh, <laughs> Dee Dee's got on heels and a dress. Oh, 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 oh. You know what, Hilder? Scuba therapy. <laughs> what is scuba therapy? I don't know. I thought you are scuba diving. <laughs> I, have, I think she had to make it up. Did I make that up? Nope, it was scuba therapy. <laughs> So, uh, listen. Okay. If you're in a wheelchair, go to scuba therapy. Okay, scuba therapy. <laughs> mm. So. Oh, it's. What is it? Scuba diving, psychological and physical therapeutic effects. See? It's, a, it's Florida. <laughs> so all they did was combine two shit that so they she just two things that they love. Scuba diving. <laughs> she called it therapy. And therapy, yeah. Okay. That it's Florida. They combined two things that they loved. Great. And charged a lot of money for it. So they meet up and they eat dinner. And um, 
you know, it must have been a great conversation, and Dee Dee must be really nice, because Abraham just confided everything in her, and he just told her how his phone rings constantly, people are always asking for money, and that he had loaned out all this money, and that just people aren't paying him back, and so she was like, oh, I just hate that for you, I want to help you, you know that's what I do, I, I'm basically a reverse loan shark, I don't, I don't know. She's, I'll, I'll help you get this money back. Well, yeah. we're going to set up payment plans with all these people oh, so they can pay you back. She is and all he, about And she it. says, exactly how much money do you have left? And at this point, in cash, like in money, he had $1.3 million left. It is only two years later. I know. But in assets, wow. he had about $4 million left. So like some of those annuities and stuff that he had, he had about $4 million in assets. I was about to say. You're not he gonna... had spent the rest and le- loaned mm-hmm. out the rest. She got there a little too late. Well, it's not too late. She just seemed so genuinely concerned. And at this time, nobody else... Everybody else wanted something from Abraham, and she had been the only person that seemed like she wanted to help him. Mm-hmm. And he was tired, and he wanted this help. And so he was like, yes, I trust you. This Let's poor do it. Abraham. Oh, poor Abraham. Let's do it. Now, I was listening to this story, and I always have to imagine... I like to listen to the story and try to guess people's race. Do you do that? That's the that's the stereotypes and the racism in me. So right now, what color do you think Dee Dee is? Uh, I think Dee Dee is uh, black, and okay. I think Abraham's Mexican. <laughs> me too. I mean, Abraham is black and Dee Dee is white. Oh hell! I know. I was exact. I thought the exact same thing. There's. I was like. There's only two white DDs in the world now. Your DD and this DD. <laughs> and then Abraham. I hope, D, I hope my actual DD doesn't think I'm saying her. No. Yeah. Not my stepmom. Not you, DD. Well, but she's white. I was counting well, her. Yeah, she is. Yeah. 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 I was talking about you, DD. She's white. Yeah. And this DD is white. Yeah. Abraham is black. No. I know you were picturing. I was. I was literally there. Yep. Okay. So. Oh, now the white girl getting on the. Mm-mm. So. Because this is how I found out she was white, because, in this town, there's it's only about fifteen percent black and it's seventy five percent white. So now you got this white old white woman coming around. Abraham all the time. Mm-hmm. So his. Family and his friends, they're like, who's this white woman? Yeah. Who's this weird white lady and why is she coming around a lot? And why are you trusting her? Yeah. What does she want with you? Yeah. And he's just like, you know what? She's not asking anything from me and she's giving me some peace. And a lot of blowjobs. No blowjobs. Oh, no. That That's the thing. It's like, come on, Abraham. Come on, you didn't Abraham. get a blowjob out of it. So she slowly slowly took over his finances because she wanted him to not have to stress about his money. That's so nice. And he didn't want to stress about it. generous. So kind of like you said, you wanted somebody to manage your money for you. I did. So if somebody asked him for money, 
he wanted to be able to just go to her and say, hey, should I do this? Is this a good business deal? Yeah. Okay. So first she had him liquidate his first annuity because she was like, you haven't paid taxes. You need to pay taxes. Let's just liquidate this annuity and um, I'll pay your taxes for you. And so he was like, okay, sure. Instead of paying taxes, she paid it to her medical LL staffing company, LLC. Oh, how nice of her. Then she convinced him in between January 9th and January 15th to sign over every car that he had in his name and every house that he had in his name and the rest of his money. To her? Mm-hmm. But she didn't know. He didn't really know it was, like, to her. What was he signing it over to? He just thought she was managing <clears throat> his money. Oh, no. And he thought that she was setting up um, a way for him to, like, get these payment loan payments back. She was I just scheming. I would for the remember, whole thing. And remember, he's not very smart. This is how smart he is not. And I hate talking about the dead like this, but this is just what... You didn't tell me he was dead! Oh, shit. (laughs) Sorry, Scoop. Rewind. Take it out. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast. He's alive! He's alive! He's still alive right now. (laughs) I hate talking about him like this. But I'm just communicating what I have read. Is that he, if you texted him, he picked up the phone and called you back because he had trouble reading the text and responding. So the only time he responded to a text, if somebody read it to him and responded for him, or he would pick up the phone and call you. He couldn't read? Yeah. So he was illiterate. That's what I said oh, at the, yeah, at the, yeah, at the yeah, beginning, yeah. right? Because he had, didn't get to finish school and everything. And he yeah, had yeah. an intellectual disability. Yeah. And, um, so... Did he know? So he did not know that he was what no, he was doing. Obviously. So next, she told him to set up this investment fund called Abraham Shakespeare LLC, and she had him put um, like the money in it, mm-hmm. and then she turned around because she, I guess, is the overseer. She turned around, took his name do- name off, and then funneled all that money to her medical staffing company. By this time, she had convinced him to move to another house. She had been living in one of his houses, like his mansion, and she's driving around one of his cars and his truck. She had took some of his money and bought a Corvette for her boyfriend and just a $70,000 Corvette and a $90,000 Wait, she Hummer. has a boyfriend? They're not even... Char. Yeah, she still has Char. There, she's not even screwing Abraham. She's just Abraham's He's friend. She's just, only known him for like two weeks. Oh, at, wow! Right now, like for two weeks. Um, and so this goes on over the next couple of months. Like so, like from January to like April, slowly but surely, like drains him for everything. But oh, she's so good at it. My. And convincing and does it like slowly but surely. Um, By April 2009, nobody had seen him anymore. So he had stopped coming by to see his kids when he would see them regularly. (gasps) He had stopped seeing his family. 
Um, and he had stopped answering those phone calls. And now all of a sudden, he only responds by text messages. And what oh, I just said. And he usually doesn't because yeah. he can really write the text messages. Yes, yes. And so that is a red flag for his family. So they call Dee Dee and they're like, Dee Dee, do, have you talked to Abraham? And Dee Dee's like, well, um, yeah, but, you know, he's just tired of y'all bugging him and begging him all the time. He just wants a break, okay? Oh. He's going on a trip. He'll be back in a couple weeks. Just let him have his space. I'm sure when he comes back, he'll be ready to talk, but he's fine. So... She told him he's in Jamaica. She told them he's in Jamaica. Okay. Okay. So then weeks later, no Abraham. They call again. Well, he decided to detour to Bermuda. Then he's in Italy. Then he's in the Bahamas. And then, like, they don't hear from him. They don't hear from him. They'll call him. He'll text back. And then Mm -mm. say he can't answer, right? And then they call Dee Dee. Now they're calling Dee Dee. And Dee Dee was like, okay, you know, I didn't want to tell y'all that he didn't want y'all to know the truth, but I know y'all are concerned. He actually found out he had AIDS and he was embarrassed to see people because he's lost a lot of weight and he's embarrassed. So he's just, he's in his house. I'm making sure he's taking his medication. He's just re- he's just refraining from seeing everybody right now. He doesn't want to be contagious. Like she's so stupid, and <laughs> but she thinks she's they're that stupid too. Obsessed with AIDS. She is obsessed with AIDS. <laughs> she probably has AIDS. She probably has AIDS. So then they're like, this bitch is this white bitch is crazy. It's crazy. We knew it from the beginning. Yes. we And they warned them, and they warned them. Mm-hmm. And then... Some people just don't listen to warnings. What idiots. <laughs> when your family and friends warn you... When you... When, yeah. I mean, who doesn't listen? We usually know. Yeah, everybody listens to everything. So, after that lie, and they didn't believe her, then she said, Okay, y'all. I was really trying to cover up the real truth. He actually confessed to me that he raped an underage girl oh and he is running God, from the police. Disparaging his name. He's and he's running eight. from the police. Okay. I'm sending him money when he needs it, but he's not staying in one location. That's why he's been traveling from Jamaica to Bermuda to Italy to whatever. So and now no, he, he does not AIDS. No. Oh. Okay. The little girl he raped did not give him AIDS. I cannot. So, finally, after eight months, Caroline, eight, his cousin Cedric finally filed a missing persons report. Oh, my gosh. I know. Eight months? Eight months. From April, it's November Nobody of 2009. After all that money he gave them, they, like, bye. They did not even care. Well, to- and that's what the police said. So, he, he, Cedric files this missing persons report, and the police were like, why did y'all wait eight months? And so, and so they were asking all these questions and they talked to the family and everybody was like, you need to go talk to that white lady. Go talk to that white lady. Go talk to that white lady. Talk to the mama, Cedric, friend Greg, all these people. Okay. So the police 
figure out that it took people so long because when she had every when he she had everything signed over in her name, it was also the mortgages on their homes and the car notes on their cars. So she was actually threatening to foreclose on their homes if they filed a report or if they didn't stop pestering her or pestering him. And when you're poor and you don't have anywhere else to go. And like Cedric was like, it's not just me. It's me and my elderly mom. Like if she forecloses on us, where are we going to go? So she was using things like that against them. And that was their reasoning for um, taking, taking so long. She was pretty brilliant. I'll have to say. Oh, I'm pissed. So they go to Abraham's house because that's where Dee Dee's living. This kind of reminds me of the, um, what's the other Florida case where the gym, the bodybuilders took over that man's house. And <laughs> oh, yeah. They like had everything funneled over to their name and they just lived in his house. So she's living in his house. And they're like, we're looking for Abraham. And she goes, oh, yeah, Abraham, he's out of town. He usually calls me every couple days. I'll tell you what, when he calls me back, I'll come up there and I'll come talk to y'all. You don't have to come back here. I'll come up there and I'll talk to y'all. And they said, you know, we were looking at his financials and something weird. Basically, he don't have any anymore. Everything's been transferred over to this medical staffing company and all that's under your name. She goes, Oh, yeah, it's all legit. Here's the paperwork. She has it, and it's all, like, legit and notarized like it should. And if when you look at it, it just looks basically like it happened in the court of law. So two days after that, police get a call from Centoria Brown, which is his second baby mama, Abraham's second baby mama. It's Jeremiah's mom. Um, she said that... Didi called her and told her that if she called the police department and told them that she just saw Abraham again, no, (laughs) (laughs) that she's that Abraham came to her house and they had an argument, but that she saw him, that she will give her one of Abraham's $200,000 houses. She'll put it in her name. So basically, lie for me to the police. Convince the police that you saw Abraham with your eyes so they'll get off my ass and you get this house. Now, (laughs) this could have gone bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because she could have got her free house. And she hadn't talked to her baby daddy in months because he's been missing. Well, she called the police. Oh, good good job. Baby mama. Good job. And so now they're like, let's pull these phone records. So they pull the phone records and they pull the cell phone towers on Abraham's phone and on her phone. And he had hundreds and hundreds of calls a week up until April 6th, 2009. Hundreds of incoming and outgoing calls. Okay. No outgoing text messages after April 6, 2009. No more outgoing calls, only outgoing text messages. Mm. 
and then the outgoing text messages come up. So now yeah. people are calling him. He's not calling them back. Uh-uh. He is texting them back. And then every time one of the, so when a text is sent, the cell phone tower that that pings off of, so is Didi's cell phone pinging off that same tower. So Didi's phone's right here mm-hmm. and Abraham's phone's right there. So what do we think's happening? Mm-hmm. So the police feel like they're DTF. Yes. And now they're tracking her. But a month has gone by and they still need more, I guess, evidence. And Christmas has gone by and there's still no Abraham. And his mom is, of course, already been devastated. But she says, no matter what, no matter how mad he is, how depressed he is, there's no way he would have let Christmas go by without calling or showing up or something. Oh, so, on December 27th, guess who calls out of the blue? Calls his mama. What? Abraham. Okay. Abra call, Abraham. Mama, Mama Abraham, I forgot her name. Mama Shakespeare gets a call from a guy, from her son, Abraham. Is it and AI? he apologizes. That and says, I'm so sorry for not calling you on Christmas and gives all these reasonings why and just says, I'm going through a lot, but I'll talk to you soon. I promise I'll keep in touch and you'll see me soon. But Mama Abraham is like, this is not my son. Every mama knows their kid's voice. And so she immediately calls the police because she says, somebody is pulling a 42 faker on mm. me. Some man called pretending to be my son and why would they do that why would they play a joke like that so the police immediately trace the call i think or ping the call or however they do it and it goes to the local mall Okay? okay yeah so they go to the mall and while they're there they see a big ass hummer pull up Didi's $90,000 Hummer that wow. she brought with Abraham's money. Yeah, and did a boyfriend come out of it too? Not in charge, just driving his Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> He's just living a life and just collecting money. So, Didi, here, I didn't drink out of this one. You want that one? Um, Didi is there and he meets one of Abraham's friends, Greg Smith. Didi and Greg are meeting. Okay. Okay. And so they have lunch. They talk for a little bit. Dee Dee leaves. When Dee Dee leaves, the police approach Greg and they say, What are you doing with Dee Dee? And Greg looks relieved and not scared. And he tells them that Dee Dee paid him $5,000 to call Abraham's mom and pretend like he is Abraham. And Gave him a schedule of how often to call for the next couple of months to keep so that to make her think that her son is alive. Oh, my God. Um, And also said that she threatened to foreclose on his house because she's also got the mortgage, hid the mortgage to his house if she didn't, if he didn't cooperate. So the police were like. We think that Dee Dee has something to do with Abraham's disappearance. So Greg was like, Abraham is a great guy. He's my friend. He does not deserve this. How can I help? 
So now Greg is teaming up with the Popos. Oh, and they're gosh. like, let's. I want you to. They're like, continue to work with her. When she calls you, you meet with her. But we want you to wear a wire. So she he meets with yes. Dee the next time, and he's wearing a wire. And the next time they meet, Dee basically confesses that Abraham is dead. Because Greg is like, I don't understand. Why don't Abraham just call his mom? Why, why are you trying to convince her? Why can't Abraham just call? And she says, well, I'm just full disclosure. He's dead. But I didn't kill him. A drug dealer named Ronald killed him because, you know, Greg was in the drug business and he was moving 40 kilos of drugs a week or a day. I don't know how much kilos are. And this was a drug deal gone bad. And the head drug dealer, Ronald, killed him. And so Greg was like keeping a straight face and he was like, oh, OK, OK, OK. And um but Greg knew better because Abraham had nothing to do with drugs, did not do drugs, would not have anything to do with drugs, and he did not even touch alcohol. So she was actually just being stereotypical. Okay? Mm. And then her next question, which what person in their right mind would say this? Do you happen to know anyone who may confess to murder so that I don't have to do time for something that I didn't do. See how you're looking at me right now? Greg kept a straight face. <laughs> I, just he more, was I like, just need more Botox. <laughs> Greg kept a straight face. He was like, you know, I'm going to have to get back to you. I, this That's a hard question. Let me let me talk to a couple of my, no, man. my folks. What? She... She gives zero fucks <laughs> about anything. anything or anybody. Except for herself. Herself. So cops are hearing all this. And so he goes back and he goes to meet with the cops. And so the cops are like, okay, we're going to give you an undercover. His name is Mike. Mike is black too. So we got Greg and we got Mike and Mike is going to come over undercover with you. So let's call her up. It was, wasn't immediately, obviously, like time it went by. Yeah. So Mike's story is going to be that he's already going to jail soon for doing some time for some drugs. Okay. And so if he can confess to this murder, because he's going to be doing time anyways, and this will give him good street credit in jail if he's not just drugs, if it's yeah. drug and murder. Yeah. Oh, oh. But Mike is telling her that he's not going to do this for free. He's He needs a minimum of $50,000 to do this because it's murder on his name. And so she was like, oh, okay, bet. Got you. Cash, check, or money order. <laughs> Venmo me. Venmo, Zale. What, what is it? And so she agreed to that. And he goes, but you know what? I need some details because I just can't go in there blabbing. I need to know where he is. How did he die? Because the details got to ha- add up. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Got oh, you. Yeah. Let me go ahead and tell you. I exactly got how you. I did it. He's actually in uh, my boyfriend, Char's backyard under a concrete slab. They kept it cool. 
and they were like, oh, okay, well, we're going to need to come by there and we're going to need to move that body because since it's at a house that you're associated with, the police are going to think you had something to do with it. Exactly. And so we'll come and move it to another location. I'll confess, give the new location, and it won't be attached to you. Yeah. You'll be free and clear. Con the con. Con the con. She was like, oh, great. You're my hero. Hero Mike. Yes. You should be on Oprah. She literally told him. <laughs> oh, she actually told him that. You should you should be on the on the hero on, oh on Oprah. Oh my gosh. Oh my so, gosh. This makes me so happy. They agreed. And they show up to this house. She gave them the gun. This is the gun that he, he was shot with and by drug dealer Ronald. Yeah. Oh, not yeah. Not, not by yeah, me. Yeah, no, 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 no. This she, is my... Because he were like, gave her the gun yeah. after... The drug dealer gave her the gun after he shot. Well... <laughs> but it's her gun. But oh, she didn't do it. No. Oh, no, no, no. She, she didn't do it. Drug dealer Ronald got it out of her safe. Oh, yeah. Shot him. Put it back in her safe. She just... Because he, he shot her in her office. Sh- in okay. her house. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, that that's that's... Neither here or there. No, no, no. It's not. That, she can, not he issue. can make up his own story. That's fine. Yeah. Put the gun in the new hole. Wherever. Yeah. yeah it's whatever it is. But here it is. Because um, this is the murder just weapon. Just in case. <laughs> I don't know why they let. Yeah. And know. she pointed to the slab. Mm-hmm. 30 by 30 concrete slab. Your boy's about five feet down. Oh, okay. What? Did he bring a hammer? A sledgehammer? Like, what's. Did they bring a bull? Like, how are they just going to. Oh. Oh, she has. <laughs> she got, got equipment. Covered. She's got her own equipment. <laughs> then she took him to a trailer where she had supplies. She had plastic. She had duct tape. She they had she they had already said that they were going to rent this ditch. I don't know what it was. Some big machine to bust through because she like told them that they were going to need a uh, the thing Sledge- that they do in the street. Brrr. Yes, whatever that is. Yeah, that thing. So they were sledgehammer? No. No, that's I don't know. Yeah, okay. Whatever busts up concrete. Yeah, busts up concrete hammer. <laughs> I like it. Maybe it's a sledgehammer. I don't know what it is. So she was just they're handling the big equipment. She's gonna handle the little supplies. So she'd got them plastic, duct tape, Clorox bleach, Lysol, gloves, and a metal tub to put his body in while they drove his body to the new location. Jackhammer! There we go. And she had it all on a trailer and everything for him, so all they had to do is hook their truck up to this trailer. Good to go. You're welcome, is what she said. (laughs) She is in... She is invincible. (laughs) She is like, oh, I am just... Who... Don't... With me... Obviously, there's video of her buying all this shit at the local Walmart. <laughs> and after, and she also gets her little Frappuccino drink because she's, she, was she needed a cold drink. Yeah, she was parched. She did a lot of work. So, obviously, the police find out where this body is because by this time, she's just caught. It took them 48 hours to get through all the concrete. And then his body was five feet under. When they got to his body, she had poured concrete on top of his body under the concrete was lime so they couldn't detect him they could because the lime actually helped preserve him somehow 
because he was wrapped in lime and plastic, but his body was mummified, partially, partially decomposed, but then also skeletonized on some sides. Like, it was just weird how his body was, like, had decomposed. Um, He had two gunshot wounds to the chest, and his cause of death was homicide, homicidal violence. Everything metal on his clothes was cut off. So, like, his belt, buckle, off. Buttons, off. Zipper, cut off. Anything that could have been metal on him, jewelry, off. For the metal detector. Just in case they searched with a metal detector, she didn't want them to be able to detect any metal on his body. Why did he even, why did you just take his clothes off? Why didn't she take his yeah. clothes off? I guess she didn't want him naked. She was just like, let's just, let me just take off the metal. But then she had to cut off. Okay, well, <laughs> man, she just really thought this through. That's they a f- lot. Uh, oh my gosh, Dee Dee. They finally had his funeral February 10th, 2010. He had been missing since April 6, 2009. Oh. And I don't know the logistics of why she couldn't have gotten arrested like right then and there, but she was able to drive herself to the police station and she was ready to talk. So her story was, um, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Hold on. Here's her story. Her story is Abraham, Ronald, and another guy came to rob her in her room where her safe is. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that Ronald somehow, turned the gun on Abraham and shot him. And then him and the other guy ran out, but left the gun. She was so scared because they threatened her. They put the gun in her mouth and threatened to shoot her. And she was so scared that she peed her pants. Oh no. And they looked at her and they were like, no, no, you didn't. And then she was like, I was trying to protect him, but now you're going to make me, you're going to make me turn on. It was my son, RJ. Oh, oh my gosh. This my 14-year-old son, RJ. He walked in while Abraham was assaulted and raping me. And he lost it. And he knew where the gun was. He knew the coach of the safe. And he shot him. And I buried him back there to protect my son, RJ. No. <laughs> no. Give me the next no. one. Give me the next one. And then she was like, they were like, we don't know of any drug dealers named Ronald. What color is Ronald? Oh, they're black. No, no. Mm-mm. The biggest drug dealers. Oh, no, no, no. The white ones. There's three white drug dealers. So now the drug dealers are white. So now there's three white drug dealers because she assumed that if he, they didn't recognize the black drug dealers, they got to be white drug dealers. So now it's three white drug dealers came in. When she was having a meeting with Abraham. She was distressed. She couldn't yeah. see. Co- she doesn't see color. And then her last one was, maybe I killed him in self-defense and I've just blacked it out of my mind because it was so traumatic. Mm, yeah. I mean, that that's, keep going, Didi, keep going. So, I, I mean, they were just like, nope, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, keep going. Ma'am. No, they ma'am. interviewed her husband because they were like, <laughs> This is a big hole. <laughs> like he didn't have anything to do with it. She never blamed. She never turned on him. She sure did turn on her son, though. Yeah. 
Well, oh. he they they interviewed the husband and he admitted. He said, "Yeah, he came and dug a six foot hole at his ex wife's boyfriend's house because this is Char's house." Um. But because she said that they needed to drop a bunch of um, debris and stuff in there. And he said that a couple hours later, she called him back after it got dark and said, OK, you can come fill it in now. When he showed up, that she was dirty and that she looked like she had been doing a lot of work. But they just thought she just thought he was she was doing yard work and it was dark. He couldn't see what was in the hole. He did see that it looked like it was concrete down there, but he didn't. It went his business. Yeah. And so they actually ruled him out. They questioned the boyfriend, Char, and he's just living his life, driving his Corvette, living off her money. He was, he thought she was just a rich woman that made money from her company. And he was, just thought he had a cougar. And he had nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. He had no idea. Oh my gosh. Um... So she was in jail, obviously, and the trial was November 28th, 2012. Greg Smith, the guy that was working with the cops, actually testified that she had him doing things like going to hotel rooms, typing up letters, like she would put on gloves, buy brand new laptops, type up letters, um... And then make him, no, 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 like would get wet the envelope so that nobody's licking it, okay? She'd yeah. pull her hair back so that there's no hair on it. But she, they would write these letters as if she was Abraham to like different people in the family. She would use the N-word, but she would use it like a white person would. So instead of saying nigga this and nigga this, she was saying nigger this and nigger this. <laughs> like, but she was trying to portray, act like a like she thought a black guy would act. But Greg knew Abraham that would not even talk that way. So he knew that it was um, digging herself in a deeper hole oh my god she also he also said that um they would have to buy he she would pay him to buy random cell phones and random people's names so go get this like straight talk phone but put it in robert jefferson's name and go buy this other phone in robert jefferson's name that's a lot of work Search warrants for her house. There was nothing but coach bags, a bunch of jewelry, a bunch of Louis Vuitton bags. Like, she just shopped and shopped and shopped with his money. Um, and the story at the trial was that he, that Abraham actually caught on to what Dee Dee was doing, came to her house and confronted her, and that's when she murdered him. Um... The defense tried to say that many people in the community could have killed him because of all the money that he had and that he had all their mortgages in his name. So they could have killed him so that he couldn't repo their home or repo their car or something. Didn't work, obviously. By December 10th, the... Jurors deliberated for three hours and she was sentenced to life in prison. The only reason why they did not seek the death penalty is because Abraham Shakespeare's mom did not 
want them to. She still to this day claims that she's innocent mm-hmm. and that she was that Abraham probably was not dead for the longest is what she said um, she's, for a while. Yeah. Oh, that one story was Abraham's not even dead. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she says that she was the one that was murdered, not Abraham, because her life is over. <laughs> <laughs> OK, boo. By 2013, all of his assets that were left was returned to his family. So that's a good part. Um, Greg Smith helped write a book about Abraham's story. So there is a book about this. I did not use it as a source. Here's the crazy part. In 2017, girlfriend, so um, the oldest mom, so Moses... Remember I told you there he put a $1 million trust in Moses' name? I could never Mm. find if that money was taken by I would think that would have to go through like attorneys. I would hope. But why didn't Moses' mom win the lottery for $1 million in 2017? What? Yes. And she was scared to death. She got a lawyer immediately. She did not have her picture posted. And they found out only because she was connected to this case and still put her business out there. But she was so scared. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I knew that was exactly what you needed to do. I was like, "Uh, Abraham's still taking care of his kids beyond the grave. Oh, that Didi. She's the worst. Oh, but it's not done because this was just. In the news this summer. Mm-mm. Yes. Jan- she, they June. found herself hung in the, in the cell. <laughs> nope. She got beat up and stabbed and she dead in the cell. June 2023. Oh my gosh, yesterday. <clears throat> she filed an appeal seeking a new trial. Do not tell me we're getting <laughs> a new trial. Ronald, she says... Oh. I was scared of drug dealer Ronald. That story's not true. The real killer is actually Greg Smith. Oh, now she's blaming the undercover? Uh-huh. Because Abraham was having an affair with Greg's wife. Abraham and Greg done had AIDS. He done had affairs. <laughs> he done he raped done little girls. Little people. I mean, he, what did he not do? You are besmirching, if that's the word, him it's the at worst all times but she also wrote a 48 page letter Is like she oh girl <laughs> okay so she's trying to be Sarah saying that she had bad representation she did not have a real a fair trial and she listed and elaborated on like all these 12 things and examples of how her trial was unfair including a cop testifying that she co um coerced him to give in she, what's it called when you're trying to bribe? Yeah. Tried to bribe a cop into giving him a blowjob if she lets him go. If she, he lets her go. Ma'am, it's going to take a little bit more than a <laughs> She was not even BJ. cute. Yeah. No, and you ain't even cute. She was not even cute. Nobody wanted a blowjob from her. No. Not at all. Not even Char. That's probably why he didn't even know she was a killer. <laughs> and so the judge... In July says, I'm going to have to get back to you. So we're supposed to hear something 
soon on if this is going to go back no, to trial. Why would it even go back? <laughs> they can't. There, there's just no way. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. Plus, she acted a fool in court. She's the biggest liar ever and the con- biggest con artist ever. She is worse than... That is the worst. That is the worst. She was... Uh, yep. She's the new worst. That would have been a good trial because they said that she, like, faked all these sicknesses. She had to be reprimanded so many oh times. Gosh. Outbursts. Like, just stupid stuff. You would have loved the trial. I would have. Sounded like Daryl Brooks. Yeah. Maybe they'll meet. Uh, I did just re- get a notification that, um, speaking of trials, the Delphi, uh, the attorneys for David Allen, is that his name? Uh, they are requesting to have cameras in the courtroom and media. Oh, because that's going to help him. People are going to feel sorry for how he looks all crepit and I'm hunched over. You, and I just need everybody to just have cameras. Let's not have this as an option. Yeah. Caroline's going to get no work done during that week. Mm-mm. Or PTO. six weeks. Yeah, yeah. I'm take time off. <laughs> Ooh, that was a long one. I, that was that was to, so good though. <laughs> that was supposed to be a short story, and then I listened to another episode, and I was like, "Wait, there's more," and there's still so much more. But there you go. That was so good. I need that podcast so I can get inspired because that is my kind of story. Twists and turns. I love all the twists and turns and the unexpected. Let's go play the lottery. <sighs> Just don't take your picture and put it in the paper and get on Nuh-uh. the news. Uh-uh. No way. No. All right, y'all. That is it. Okay, well, I got a big night tonight. I got to some fantasy football, so bye. Yes. Hey, Patreon, episode one of Dirty Chat is on. Tell us what you think. I need you to comment under the episode. I will go. Tell us I'm what you think. I'm going to go. It'll. I'm going to make all kinds of posts. I'm, I'll probably just take. Let me just take off tomorrow, and I'll just do that. Yeah, right. Are you going to do it? I'll do it. (laughs) All right, y'all. See y'all next time. Don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always be DTF. Bye, y'all. Bye. Hola, yo soy Jackie. Y yo soy Jessica. Y esto es Zona del Crimen. podcast donde hablaremos sobre casos de crímenes reales y eventos impactantes que han quedado marcados a través del tiempo. Recuerden que nos pueden seguir en Facebook, Instagram o donde escuches tus podcasts favoritos. Hey, I'm Blair. And I'm Brittany. And we're the host of By the, the Cover, Cover Podcast. podcast. We cover everything from mysteries, thrillers, romance, chiclet, and even some smut. Don't forget the smut. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited to get this thing going and share this with you guys. We've been talking about this for months, and it's finally, finally happening. Yes. Special shout out to Rogue Media for helping us with this. (laughs) For sure. For sure. You can find us on Instagram at bythecover underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok, so don't forget to give us a follow on those two also. And we are so excited to dive into some of our favorite books and share those with you. We can't wait. Hope you love it.
Hi, and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess, Rachel and Christopher. I love it when you say my name. And you didn't say hi. I didn't. You you just kept going. I'm going to introduce the book. I'm <laughs> not reading it It's because I don't like reading. Girls like cowboy butts, you know, and those jeans don't hide anything. Find us on Instagram at Bustles and Bangers or on RogueMediaNetwork.com. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.